Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. This is our children's series. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to our podcast series for families, Chats with Fabulous Children's Authors and Illustrators. I'm Karen Eastwood, and each episode I will chat to authors and illustrators who are connected to this creative city of Newcastle. I love all the books. Probably grab chapter books because I'm really into them. And the reasons I like reading is because it's enjoyable, relaxing and interesting. Today our special guest on Chats is Liz Anelli, illustrator of 20 picture books, six of those published since her move to Australia in 2012. Liz is also a prolific creator of maps and other artworks, and her next book, Dry to Dry, in the Nature Book series, will be released in August 2020. It's about kakadu. A warm welcome to you, Liz, and thanks for coming today and joining us on Chats. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Hmm. Now, there's so much detail and there's lots to discover within each picture, not just in subject matter, but also medium. And I was looking at your map of Madrid and there in the middle of a roundabout is a chapa chap wrapper. Can you talk to us about the process of your work, the different media you, you use and what determines your choices? Oh, that's really nice that you picked that image example out because mm-hmm. that was a significant turnaround moment for me actually that was back in 2008 mm-hmm. long before I came here and on a study trip to Madrid I decided I wanted to set myself rules about how I use collage in artwork mm. so that it had to have lots of significance not just that it was color or pattern that suited the particular image I wanted in that illustration but it was from the place Mm -hmm. or of a certain significance that told its own story so it had a narrative within a narrative Mm -hmm. um so yeah 2008 was the 50th anniversary of the chapa chap as you may know is a spanish suite i didn't actually know it was spanish spanish chapa means to suck in spanish chapa Mm, yeah. Okay. And the, the packaging was designed by Salvador Dali. It's like cutting edge. And you know, like wow. they have those like domes that they all stick in. Yeah. So that was the first time sweets had been lollies, as you call them in Australia, like presented in that way on okay. the counter to mm-hmm. make the make the kids want their mums and dads to buy them. Yeah. So it's very significant, yeah. especially to Madrid. So it had to go as a focal point in that illustration. So a roundabout is a focal point. Yeah. Not just because it was a circle. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. And so with, 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 well, with all of your artwork, there's always, well, with your illustrations, there's lots of different layers, whether it's a collage or pencil and watercolour. Mm. You combine a lot in, in each of the illustrations. For sure, but it's always got a meaning, like, and that is 
the meaning is embedded in the the context, the subject, mm. the mm. nature of the story. So, for example, one of my other books, One Photo, mm-hmm. is a very sad and sensitive story about a father who's slowly fading away from a degenerative illness. Mm. And so for that, I chose to do all the line work in monoprint because Mm -hmm. it's a hard to control medium and it slowly fades as you're making it. Monoprint means you can only take the print once. So it was kind of making a parallel between the fragile nature of the illness and what was happening to dad in the media. Mm. And it doesn't really matter to me if people don't always get that. It's it's got to be meant as it's made. Yeah. And then hopefully that carries through. Yeah. But that's the sort of thing you'd also get to share in, in um, actually, which leads into a later question of mine. <laughs> and I'll, lead, I'll go to that now. So you're actively out there sharing the joys of illustrating and making art. And we see you at the Writers Newcastle Writers Festival, online with the library. You do school visits and workshops and you're very generous with your resources. To find um, nice books to read. Thank you for tuning in to Chats with fabulous authors and illustrators. Use your library membership to access our online children's stories at Storybox, RB Digital and Borrowbox. You might like to visit one of our branches or book the kids in for a program. You'll find lots of information at the Newcastle Library's website, newcastle.nsw.gov.au forward slash library what is it that you most want children and grown-ups to take from your work oh gosh all sorts of things I mean like one of the reasons there's many reasons that I I like to do school business I mean like from a practical sense you've got to engage with your audience Mm. firsthand and and that's school children first and foremost so being with them is very important and I generally try and spend a bit of time drawing when I go into school visits as well not just to practice drawing what they look like but you know just soak up the whole atmosphere of what being a seven-year-old is like you know how they move what kind of things they say how they fall out with each other because my kids have all grown up and mm. gone away and lived the other side of the world so, yeah, yeah you know I need to borrow other kids <laughs> and yeah like this whole thing of school visits I don't know about you but they didn't have anything like that when I was a kid um, I would have so loved it if an author or an artist illustrator had come into my school you know, it was saved a heck of a lot of time further down the line when I was kind of thinking oh what am I going to be yeah exactly <laughs> those examples and and just doorways and windows into possibilities yeah. and creative worlds and, and imaginings and, and that people can actually do these things as a job and different ways of making images you know like uh, all credit to teachers they do a great job but because they've got to shoehorn like 30 kids through a curriculum there's not as much scope for expression yeah and you tend to go into classroom and you see 30 identical islands around the room and you think oh, it's great when when I get chance in a school visit to give them the tools to just start making stuff mm. in independent ways and just like taking their mind for a walk with a load of different materials and slowly images then lead on to narratives and then before they know it they've got some kind of story happening yeah yeah so, yeah, I guess that's what I want. I give give kids the right to, to daydream visually and go places with their imagination. Yeah, fantastic. And I suppose in some of those scenarios, particularly workshops or when you're promoting a book, that would be another opportunity to explore with them or explain to them as well the processes as you did just now about 
um, the stories behind the making of the illustration and your choices yeah. in the medium as well. It is kind of fun to share it vocally with people because you spend so much time as mm. an illustrator just in your own little tiny world just doing it. And sometimes when when you explain it to someone else, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that is what I'm doing. Yeah. And it does give that extra layer of meaning to the, the, the book, not just the story, but the way it's constructed. I think that adds an, an extra element of magic to me, you know. It doesn't detract from the final product. It actually makes you really appreciate it all the more. You know? I hope so, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Let's all read along together, guys. Welcome to Chats with fabulous children's authors and illustrators. What stories, authors or books did you love as a child? Reach out at library at ncc.nsw.gov.au. There's a huge sense of fun and adventure with your work. In what ways has your travel contributed to this? Oh, well, you look, I'm, I'm a blow-in. I'm, I'm from somewhere else. This is I, I'm still eight years into living in Australia. I still go along the road and I see a car coming towards me and a little girl inside me goes, oh, look, it's a bunch of Australians. <laughs> <laughs> They're Australian people in an Australian car and they're talking Australian. It's like still exciting for me. So, and it's all, it's like so much stuff I see I don't quite get. Mm. Like the street furniture, you know, like what what are those, you know, those funny metal bumpy things that look mm. a bit breast shaped, don't like to be rude, but they're kind of, they've got a curve and a knobble on the top and they're outside of all these suburban houses. I guess it's like either a gas stopcock or water oh. terminal or something. Yeah, I think, I think they're, so, they're like a sewer vent. Something like, anyway. Yeah, it's they're like, really ancient. But they're things like, you don't realise until you go to another country that Things like that only happen in your country. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the world doesn't have them. Wow. I've always assumed some, everywhere else had some sort of sewer vent breasty shape thing. Yeah, they have a different shape. <laughs> so it's things like that that always, like, they intrigue me. They get my curiosity. I want to draw them. I want to ask someone like you what yeah. they are and how they work. And... I'm assuming we're talking about the same thing. I think so, yeah. <laughs> they, they do look quite old. Yeah, they do. I've yeah. got one in my backyard. It's... Yeah. Rusty coloured. Well, I've got an old one that has been like chopped down and thrown under the house. But oh. I pull it out every now and then, look at it, and go, I "Wonder what that is." <laughs> it's the sort of thing you could take to the antique roadshow. <laughs> yes. So yeah, but I would always do that. Like before we came here, whenever we'd go on our holiday, I would always take sketchbooks and draw. You know, the different kind of electricity pylons and water towers and civic squares, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So it's it's yeah it's it uh, that's the way how could I say this it's an extension of your observational mind yeah well, I, travel has allowed you to be I don't know to play with that observational mind or I mindset guess so, yeah I think once I realised that as I say like everywhere had a different kind of language to their street furniture and their architecture then it it sparks a whole curiosity it's like visual journalism yes when yeah. I was little I did actually want to be a journalist a writer journalist but I was really shy mm. and I realized I was not going to stick a microphone into somebody's face whose house had just burnt down it mm. just wasn't not going to be me but drawing stuff that happens you can stand on the sidelines and not be noticed mm. and add your own perspective to it as well yeah yeah <laughs> So what was your favourite picture book as a child and why? 
Uh, well, it's it's not picture book. It's more like young, you know, it's got drawings in. So, yeah, I'll call it a picture book. I loved Tove Jansen, the Finnish writer. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether too many people in Australia know her. But she was writing from the 1950s onwards a whole series of books about Moomin Troll. And oh, his yes, family. yes, you yes. You know yes. the Moomin Troll. Yeah, when yeah. you said Tove, I was thinking, yeah. yeah, I wonder if that's Moomin Troll. Yes, yes. yes. So those books, I love to bits. Even now, I've just had flu, and when I was lying in bed, I, I got one of those books out. So you know you have things, the cosy reading comfort, that you go back, yes. comfort reading, and it's about family and friendship and comfort, but also about odd and weird and yeah. quirky and going off in tangents. So I love those books, and my favourite has got to be the one where he wakes up in mid, because they hibernate. But he wakes up, Moomin Troll, in the winter and he can't get back to sleep again. So Moomin, Moominland Midwinter is my all-time favourite. Good one for now as well. I was going to say, very appropriate yeah. if you've had flu. Um, yeah, I didn't know about Moomin Trolls until I went to Finland <coughs> and for a friend's birthday. And this is a long time ago now. But, um, yeah, I was delighted to come across them. And my Finnish friend it was very surprised I'd never heard of them, you know. Oh, yeah, because she was amazingly ahead of her time with marketing as well. So there's like Moomin Troll mugs and goodness yeah. knows everything. aprons and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Available at all good Finnish airports. <laughs> True. <laughs> Is there any subject that you would really love to be invited to draw for a children's book? Oh, I, I do love industrial architecture and scenery. So that's one of the reasons I love being in Newcastle. I was going to say, perfect yeah. place. <laughs> Couldn't, I can't get enough of like docks and all that stuff. And I love process. So, mm. and especially things going from one place to another. So, yeah, something about docklands and loading stuff up. And, you know, like you, you can have so much fun with playing with like what's in that box and crate and mixing them up and getting them to the right ship. Mm. Mm. Well, there's an idea. Yeah. All right. Stuff yeah. going places. Yeah, for sure. So what are you currently working on? And can you give us a bit of inside info on your latest project? Oh, I am currently doing quite a few maps for the council, actually. Oh. For their, they've got this fancy new headquarters down the road and this uh, virtual library wall. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a huge map of the local government area for them which is I am now pub quiz expert in the suburbs of Newcastle. <laughs> you ask me anything about any of the 54 oh. suburbs, I can tell you it. Uh, so, yeah, devising icons for every every suburb and drawing all the little bits in there um, and a few other illustrated maps. And then I've got these two books, mm-hmm. Biscuit Maker and Dry to Dry, coming out shortly and another couple of books with Walker Books that are just beginning. So one's about an old dog. And so it's like a dog's eye view of the world. Oh, fabulous. Which is going to be fun. I haven't started on that because I think I, I need I need to get down low. Like I need to like borrow a billy cart or something and get my husband to drag me around so Ooh. I can see what a dog sees. And yeah. that's why I, because I saw one of your sketches was in the dog, Izzo Dog Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of getting into it a bit. Yeah, what's she doing there? <laughs> oh, dog book up ahead. Yeah, I've never had a pet dog, so I need to learn a lot about dogs. Yeah, you can borrow mine. She's crazy. Is she old? <laughs> no. <laughs> she's four, but she carries on like she's still one years old. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but the dog park's a great place to start. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, lots of lovely old personalities down there. Dogs, I mean, as well as people. <laughs> yeah. And then also I've got another nature story series book with Pamela. But as far as I know, she hasn't. She hasn't written it, but this is the way we're working now. Mm-hmm. With like for dry to dry, we kind of actually worked in tandem. So she didn't write it until I'd done some of the artwork, and then we kind okay. of 
gave stuff to her and go, because you'd like the whole draw what you like, Liz. And what, what in the whole of Kakadu? There's quite <laughs> a lot to draw from there. Yeah. Yeah, so we're kind of trying to, with the whole COVID thing, the communication is not quite as brilliant as it could be. And obviously we can't just jump on a plane and go up to northern Queensland. No. Wow. Well, that'll be really good to see when it's finally launched as well. Might be a couple of years. Yeah, well, we'll hang on for that. Yeah. What do you think is special about Newcastle for writers and illustrators? Heaps of things. Oh, loads. It's like, I am so glad now that when we came to Australia, we ended up in Newcastle because it could have been anywhere. My husband got a job at the uni, but it could have been like Sydney Uni. Mm-hmm. And, and Sydney is like nothing against Sydney. But the fact that here, it's kind of small enough that you can live in the middle of it and you can cycle around it. Yet it's kind of big enough to get a little bit lost in two. And all those suburbs have got their own identity. Yeah. And then you've got the hills. So you can go like, because I love that aerial perspective thing and being able to look down mm-hmm. on my environment. So, you know, you can go up to the top of the hill and, and have that great view down to the harbour. Yeah. So you've, you've got you've got so many things to inspire you. You've got the beaches where you can just sit and people watch, mm. which is a great inspiration for any creative person, you know, just absorbing what other folk are doing mm. and having ideas from that. So, yeah, heaps of stuff. Mm. It's a pretty good place. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Chats with fabulous authors and illustrators. Use your library membership to access our online children's stories at Storybox, RB Digital and Borrowbox. You might like to visit one of our branches or book the kids in for a program. You'll find lots of information at the Newcastle Library's website, newcastle.nsw.gov.au forward slash library. And now for the quick fire five. Are you ready? Best way to travel? Bicycle. Oh. Love my bicycle. With helmet? Always. Well done. Winter or summer? Oh, summer. Absolutely. (laughs) What do you think I'm in Australia? Yeah, we've just had the conversation about coats. That's true. Yeah. Favourite place in the port of Newcastle? Oh, well... I do like looking down on a view, but I think I, I'm to- so totally in love with the David Allen Dredger, not just because it's got the same name as a famous Irish comedian, but <laughs> anywhere I can see what the David Allen is doing yeah. is a good place for me. I'm fascinated by that boat. You'll have to go out on it one day. I am working on Tim Hooper. It's like, if you're listening, Tim, please give me a, a berth on your boat. <laughs> How do you like your eggs? Poached usually, yeah. Mm. I like a poached. I like a boiled too with Marmite soldiers. A soft boiled or hard boiled? Soft boiled. Always soft boiled. So it's a waste hard boiling. It's them. a it's a piece of luxury, the soft boiled egg, yeah, isn't it? That nice little yolk. Yeah. Just with pepper, bone. ground black pepper. Oh very nice. Mm. Favourite artist? I think Grayson Perry. English English yeah, artist. Sorry, English. That's alright. He came from my hometown of Chelmsford. Oh really? He did, actually, yes. He I was did. at an exhibition of his, so yeah, yeah. I did read that. I, I love him because he's a narrative artist, I think, and he's funny. Yeah. Yeah, again, great observation. Mm. Grace and Perry. Well, there you go. Well, thank you so much, Liz, thank for you. coming in to visit and show us some of your work and spend time with us on chats. It's lovely. And we'll be looking out for Dry to Dry and The Biscuit Maker. Yeah. And don't forget you can borrow all of Liz's books, well, a good majority of those books, at Newcastle Library. We'll see you next time on Chats. Thanks so much for listening to Chats with fabulous children's authors and illustrators. 
Rate and review us wherever you listen to keep our story going. This has been a Newcastle Library's Real Production.